What's up, guys? Welcome back to the That's So Dev podcast. My name is Dev. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If this is your first time, I appreciate you. If you're returning, I also appreciate you. You know we got Jersey Shore Tea to get into today, y'all. Now, before we get into the thing, make sure you go ahead and follow me at That's So Dev on Twitter, Instagram, and literally everywhere else. Okay? Now, for the Jersey Shore Tea. I'm super, super excited because... I feel as though we are turning a new leaf with this show. The first thing I want to talk about is the pacing of the episodes. The pacing of the episodes, honestly, they've been phenomenal. You know, the first two episodes, it is just like, you know, we did not drag things on. We're like, oh, this is a problem. Here's where we are from the problem. Here's what happened after the problem. This is where we're going. And it just it got from point A to point B without having, you know, all these mini stops in between. The third episode, it felt like somebody from last season or prior, or even the original series had edited that because, you know, it kind of teased as though, you know how back in the OG series, they would tease something in an episode and it wouldn't come to two episodes later. So in a way, it was kind of like that, but eh, it is what it is. I think that I just appreciate the overall pace of the season. As we're in the sixth episode, I feel like we've gotten a pretty good distance actually i'm obsessed with that okay so i think that when it comes to the editing of the show because we have to talk about that really quick i don't know if you've seen zach clayton's tweet but he was not happy with the editing okay he was not happy that it made it look like him and jenny were well hating each other and that's not the case. I didn't get that vibe. Who got that vibe? Well, I'm just saying. We know how editing can be, right? It's a TV show. They're going to dramatize stuff. Whenever I see drama, or whenever I see a reaction or something, I take my reaction back times five because I know that they amplified that drama just a bit. I'm sure the drama's still there. I'm sure things are happening. You know what I mean? Shit happens. But... I don't think all the time it's as bad as they make it seem. And that's just that. Anyway, I'm glad we got the reveal that Uncle Nino walked into the door, by the way. Because I totally had missed that. I joined in maybe about seven minutes late, so I totally missed that. Anyway, y'all. Okay, so. I want, I still, I really want to talk about the Jenny and Zach situation because I felt like the conversation that they had was actually quite nice. I thought it was real and honest. I thought it gave off awkward moments because they're talking about their future, where they want to go, the direction that their relationship is going to really have. And, you know, obviously Jenny doesn't want to rush that. She's already been divorced. She's kind of like, you know what? To me, marriage obviously is a piece of paper. I've already done that. And it's, you know, I understand that from her experience. And I understand that Zach is young. So he wants that marriage. He wants that. So they're on um they're in different phases of their life and I think they're really trying to find balance and I think that's what it showed, honestly. I think it just showed the ups and downs of that conversation. So I mean, I understand why he feels the way that he feels, you know, it is TV. Unfortunately, it is what it is, and it is what you sign up for. It doesn't make it any less annoying, I'm sure, but I didn't perceive it any negative way, to be honest. So, um, yeah, that scene ain't down. Um, the girls said it. <laughs> 
no, the girls setting up Angelina and Jenny. That was so funny. I did not believe it was going to work. I was like, have y'all thought this through? Because, <laughs> but it was so funny, you know, them getting the screens and really kind of directing in a way it seemed like you know and i i thought it was the funniest thing just seeing their reactions in the back seat screaming and whatnot but the conversation with jenny and Ange, girl look here's the thing here's the thing um i do see what jenny says in regards to how jenny may say something right she may half-ass apologize or whatever however she felt she apologized right but didn't really sweep under the rug really just said you know i'm sorry blah blah blah, just to get over it and not really get to the root of the issue and that is the main thing nobody really gets to the root of the issue i say this all the time they don't get again to the root of the issue and then something resurfaces and they're like oh well you're mad again i was like well you didn't resolve the problem in the first place and that go for all of y'all the conversation that they had at that table where nobody was talking over each other right i mean jenny was starting to a bit i'm sure Ange probably was they probably didn't edit that in but i'm sure she was a bit but just the demeanor of Ange and how she approached the situation and how she wanted a resolution and not a problem she was just expressing how she felt and i think that we have to allow people to express how they were feeling how something made them feel allow that to come out allow them to vent on that and you really take that in and listen and then you state obviously what your intentions were that you are sorry for what you have done in regards to impacting them in whatever way your actions impacted a person whether your intentions were good or not and now we have to apologize about that we have to identify that issue and then move forward and that's a big thing that they're not doing and it just keeps becoming a problem unfortunately and you know jenny is taking it as because angelina has always been known quote unquote to be the problem the entire series right that's just kind of been like the the reoccurring theme for them so it's just like she still holds on to this idea of who angelina used to be and it's always low-key under there they both all like all the time y'all have this underlining feeling of past issues that just do not get resolved however i would say like i said that conversation that they had at that table where things started to get you know a bit detailed in regards to you know this is what i will do because blah 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 blah. this is what i would like to blah 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 blah. you know what i mean you start to see that open communication start to happen between them and when you look at things from her wedding back then they have come a very long way they have genuinely worked on their friendships and i do think that they have to understand that it isn't going to be perfect and you know i think a big thing is going to be and i think angelina almost has just kind of taken it with a grain of salt that Jenny will not always take accountability. <laughs> it is always going to be somebody else. She genuinely has only child syndrome. You can tell. So, and you know, her and Jenny do have a big sister, little sister. They do. Y'all, I'm not even fucking joking. Like, down to every motherfucking argument. I'm so serious. They are like 
big and little sister. It is crazy. It, I mean, it's just so interesting to see Jenny, like, well, I don't want to do it. I'm gonna do it. Like, it's just given, you know, big sister. Like, imagine if that was really your blood sister. Like, would you say that? Probably not. You know what I mean? So... It, like, I mean, actually, no, she probably would say that. But I just feel like the recovery time and, you know, the way that they handle situations would be much different if Jenny, Jenny really did understood that sibling factor of things. She only really understands, in a way, what she knows from the Jersey Shore family. Obviously, she probably has her own friends and all of that outside of the Jersey Shore family. But honestly, for the most part, it's like, eh. I can't, I'm not really surprised. And, you know, there are a lot of things going on in um, Angelina's life right now, which, you know, I really feel for the girl. She's been going through hell this entire time on the series, to be honest with you, from her divorce and then her father. Like, it has just been a lot, you know, with Mike and... Y'all, I just know that this podcast ain't cut me off. Anyway, back to what I was saying, y'all. Look... Mike has been in Angelina's situations in the midst of her going through a divorce and the whole nine. So I can't exactly say that any of them have exactly made it easier for her, for the stuff that she's been going through and then being put in these situations while she's, you know, obviously carrying a lot is going to put her in positions to feel attacked, to feel like her back's against the wall, especially being in with a family that feels like, well, she's on the outs. And the best part about it is, is Sam coming back, it balances the scales because it doesn't feel like it's, you know, all the girls against her. It feels like all the girls are one unit now. It feels like they're one unit. And when something needs to be resolved... They work together to get that resolved because we've seen the guys really focused on resolving the situation, especially with the girls. But seeing the girls resolve this situation together, a situation that they all had, they think about that. The girls had a massive problem, right? And then they resolved it themselves. Girl, in what world three seasons ago would that have been a thing? Growth. It's growth. That's what we call it. It's growth. I love that. Y'all, it's just like so refreshing. It's so refreshing watching this season. It's so refreshing always watching this show generally. But this season again. Oh my God, y'all. Like, I'm obsessed. Now, I kind of have a theory, you know, when it comes to Angelina, right? So we're discussing her father not being around. You know, she says she never really had, you know, the love of a father growing up. Her siblings were treated different. And, you know, she comes into a situation with the Jersey Shore family where, well, she you almost see where she wants to push you away before you get the opportunity to leave. I don't know if anybody has noticed that. I don't know if anybody has noticed that, but it's almost like something that she has attached. I gotta leave first before you leave, right? And her coming into 
the family where she wasn't treated the same probably fucking triggers her because when you think about all the problems that angelina has to the root they really stem from shit that has gone on in her life that she has not healed from and it is a bigger issue so i genuinely just feel like that angelina for one needs time and she needs to heal honestly bringing a therapist back would be awesome not even just for the drama but because everybody got shit to work through okay like be serious while we on vacation we gonna have therapy at least one time while we're on vacation let's have one before and let's have one after <laughs> like at this point bitch oh my god but i i you know i feel for miss Angela. Mm. i do y'all i really do i uh i do think that angelina is misunderstood and that is because I think that her her guards, her safety nets, her walls is up in front of her. And I feel like what she showcases is what she does to protect everything behind that. Genuinely, I do how people have perceived Angelina. And that's why she's so misunderstood is because how she is presented. But what's behind what's being presented is the reason why she does have these men who do come in her life, who do appreciate who she is. Because you could be like, well, why does this person, you know, you know, why are you with her? Why are you with her? Why are you with her? Everybody in their moms could probably say that. And I'm sure somebody could probably say that about you. So let's just be clear. Everybody shit stink. But anyway, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's like, I can see it. I can see where it is that you love this person. I can see where the love is and what is behind that protective layer probably means so much more to a person who understands it because that probably means they got to know her a bit better. So I'm just saying, you know what I mean? And in a way, I personally feel like her and Chris were the same, but in different areas. But then they were also opposite. So it was kind of like opposites attract, which is why they kind of really just went together. But where they were the same, it kind of led to moments of him not coming home and then her being home and really just kind of dealing with it and really dealing with the trauma of feeling abandoned. Right. So Angelina has been consistently on a regular basis, has been re-traumatized in the midst of a family that doesn't know how to handle that. They don't. The only person that really knows how to handle trauma on a real basis, on a real, 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 real basis is Mike. Why do you think that Mike always has the conversation with Angelina or with Ron? Hello? I don't think there's a single person more equipped to handle it than Mike. I think Mike is probably the most rounded cast member because Mike can go and talk to anybody. Mike can go and talk to anybody. Mike can start drama with anybody. Mike can get dressed in anything. Mike is a fashion girl. Can we talk about it? He's a drama queen, big time. Big drama queen. But he's a fashion girl. Like, Mike, you ate that. You, you, he always be in his outfits. But, you know, I really just appreciated the wholesomeness of this episode. I appreciated, you know, this episode, it really... It really showed you healing. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of Ron. Um, so the phone call with Ron, it was so hilarious. It, it, I, it's just the way that I know that they edited it. Uh, because you can tell between the preview 
with Mike and him where, you know, Ron had asked, did she say, you know, did she say anything about me or whatever? And then later we got to see, oh, not my dryer finishing, girl. I'm recording a podcast. Be serious. Now, you know, after we, you know, get to the actual part of the episode where we see Mike and Ron on a FaceTime we actually get to see the whole part of it. And I absolutely love the fact that we get to hear Ron say that he's happy. He's happy that she's happy and that, you know, she's living her life. I have no doubt that's what he wants for her. That's what she's wanted for him. She said that already. She hoped that he is doing good and putting good out into the world. They don't wish anything bad on each other. I would like to see a world where they can coexist and it's not that deep that they're in the same space. You know what I mean? I think that they can be people who exist in the same space who... I I, I don't even know what to call that. You know? I don't know what to call that. Um, It's obviously not as toxic as Vinny and... um, Vinny and Snooki hooking up and then being in the same house and all that stuff. It's it doesn't it does not work the same. I know I know it's not the same context, y'all. But you know I, I'm just hoping that something gonna work out in regards to that little area stuff. You know what I mean? Like I just would like to see them in the same house, even if they don't have direct interactions. I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. I watched Florida Bama Shore. Okay, I seen how all the roommates dealt and how Gus was on his own. I think shit could really happen on here. Okay, now we obviously got to keep it, you know, cute and positive for Sam. I don't know if if Ron and Sam have already um, had their discussion, but I think that if not, next season would be a good time. I don't feel like this season would have. I mean, genuinely. I don't feel like this season would have been a good season for it to happen. I feel like Sam needs her time to get, again, reacclimated. I said that the last podcast. But she just needs to find her footing again and to, you know, get comfortable in this space without feeling the drama. She needs to have a good experience for her to be here. And I think letting her breathe is the best thing to do. So I really do appreciate that. Um, but yeah, guys, that's going to be just about it for now. There's not too much to say on this episode. I've had to record this podcast in three parts because for some reason, this recording just does not want to work with me today. But anyway, y'all, I am so appreciative of you. I really, really am. Thank you for listening. Thank you for keeping up. We have a lot to discuss. Okay. So like, if you find me on Twitter, let's have a cute discussion. A lot of y'all, we've talked in the DMs and come on, because y'all know what it's giving. Y'all know what the tea is on the show. And I just want to conversate with y'all. Come on. There's just so much to discuss. We have six seasons of context um, on top of this current season that we are witnessing. So I think that um, there's a lot for us to go over. I'm actually really excited to see where this season is going to go. Sally, Miss Ma'am, if you happen to be listening, you ate that. (laughs) You ate that. This season is absolutely gold. Um, And I hope that there's many more. I'm hoping that I don't don't know how long, obviously, the reboot's going to run, but shit it can go 10 seasons and i really wouldn't care at this point you know it's really running shit for mtv so i think a seven and eighth season is going to be a guarantee for sure anyway i mean all they do is run ridiculousness all fucking day anyway 
All right, y'all. <laughs> I appreciate you. I'm really hopping off here now. Make sure you have a great day. Drink some water. Eat some good food. And we will be back next week with episode seven. I'm super excited. They're finally in Atlantic City. And it kind of seemed like shit going to go down. As usual. All right, y'all. <laughs> I'm out of here. Have a good one. Peace.